When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is your main event, March Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I am your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and cat dad. I'm Troy, and as always, joining me today is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the WCW watcher of classic wrestling, and he is the Barry Windham to my Kurt Hennig. He's Greg. What's up, Greg? Crap is crap. <laughs> well, see, it all fits. You're you, you hate rap. You're super white. There you go. <laughs> okay, maybe you're not quite okay, as white as Barry Windham. I'm not I'm not super white. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's somebody else we know. <laughs> I got some rather tan skin, but on the surface, yeah, you're, yeah people you're, do think I'm just white. But there's some Latin an, in there. <laughs> you're an olive skinned fella. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll take it. Yeah, well, that's what that's how. Not that um, nasty green olive, right? Because I look like I'm dying. Good lord, that's how Jeff Goldblum described himself one time, and that's always stuck with me. <laughs> but either way. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Uncensored, 1999, that we're covering today. And this is this is an event that's near and dear to the hearts of Greg and I. I mean, you don't get much more historic than Uncensored in WCW, man. No? Not? <laughs> We've now done quite a few of these. We know how this goes, okay? Regular yeah. Movies, we know how this goes. Let's be real. Yeah. If anybody's watched 1995, 1996, <laughs> yeah. 97 I'm, was probably the best one of them all, I might have to say. <laughs> I've uh, never seen, this is the only other uncensored I've seen. I've never seen 97 or 98. 97 so, was was rather good. I don't remember 98 off the top of my head. But yeah. Never mind. Yes, I do. Well, we'll, have to stuff those, we'll have to stuff those into the schedule at some point, maybe next year. But we can only stomach one uncensored per year on this podcast schedule so this is it we're gonna be covering all the goodness from this one and there's also a lot of news and notes to cover today did i have a hand in choosing this did you uh i don't know i don't i don't i don't remember because this is exactly one of the points this is myself from that's why i asked so yeah well i don't remember <laughs> we, we reviewed worse but well, I know I chose uncensored, you know, because I like to choose, you know, get one of these in per year because it was WCW's March show. But I just don't. Which was remember. the pay per view competition for WrestleMania? 
Oh, yeah. Well, when you factor that in. <laughs> WrestleMania or Uncensored? You can only budget for one this month. What you going to choose, brother? Clearly this. Uncensored, man. It doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> right. Uh, this, oddly enough, this, oddly enough, was one of the pay-per-views that did work for his schedule, brother. Can't show up for a Great American Bash, but I can do Uncensored, brother. I don't, I don't get that one. You and I have well, talked you know, about that. He's a beach guy, and you know, June in SoCal is beach weather. Probably couldn't. Yeah. Well, we'll blame it on that. Good lord. But we're gonna pause real quick to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Fanatics. Get all your officially licensed sports gear with Fanatics at Fanatics.com. The link is down in the podcast description to click on. And when you go to check out, just let them know that the main event marks and burns sent you. Also, we're sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great-tasting vitamins, and big-brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENTMARKS. It is all one word or 15% off your order. Make sure to follow us on YouTube. Now you can get the link at linktr.ee forward slash MAINEVENTMARKS. And if you follow our YouTube, we are expanding our content. Not only do we have the Main Event Marks podcast where we cover wrestling, but now we are expanding to other sorts of media. We have Marks on Games where we talk about games past, present, and future. Video games from all systems, be it Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo. Some computer games as well. We got Marks on Movies where we're going to cover past, present, and future films, and marks on television, where we do the same with TV shows, streaming shows, and whatnot. We talk about past, present, and future there as well with TV. Like I said, follow us on uh, YouTube. You click that subscribe button. That would greatly help us out. We're posting new content almost daily, and you can also keep up with our wrestling figure hunts that we do uh, at least once a week, sometimes more. Check us out on youtube.com forward slash C forward slash main event marks podcast. And you can listen on Burns every single Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And we are played live there on tikilive.com forward slash channel forward slash Burns. Burns is a brand new unhinged sports radio network, and it stands for Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. We go live every single Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific on TikiLive.com forward slash channel forward slash Burns. That is Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on TikiLive.com forward slash channel forward slash B-U-R-N-S. But now that we've uh, covered all of that, we're going to take our first break of the podcast. When we come back on the other side of this, there's a lot of news and notes to cover, actually. And we'll cover that on the other end of this break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble. 
in your new Main Event Marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. And we're back. Just to remind everybody, if you're watching us on YouTube, I know we have a few loyal watchers slash listeners on our YouTube channel. If you look down below this video and you see that that subscribe button is red, that means that you need to subscribe. You haven't subscribed yet. So go ahead and click that and tick the bell to be notified whenever new content is posted, which is almost daily at this point. We're trying to keep up with our YouTube channel. So let's get into Got a new unboxing out there, by the way. Go watch that. Yeah, Greg, uh, Greg has unboxings out there uh, that are pretty cool. Uh, we do fig hunts here and there. Uh, kind of, I, I got a video on there where I'm showing all my Mattel figures and all that. So check that out. But I may be doing one of those one day. Yeah, when the weather warms up a little bit, I'm going to do one for my Jax figures because I got them all out stored right now. And uh, it's, if anybody knows March in Ohio, it's not a fun time. But either way, getting into the news and notes here. Yeah, hold on before we go. Uh Oh, well, roll tight on all that. (laughs) You know what time it is? It's Miller time. (laughs) 
Uh, I have like good authority that beer sucks. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't drink soccer. I don't know. I, I don't like it. I'll say that. But then again, I have a horrible palate when it comes to beers. Uh, yeah, I, I heard you like PBR. It's okay. Oh, oh, there it is. Yeah, it's 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 the I don't know. I'm, I I I've uh, been told I like piss beer, so there's that. Please, anyway. <laughs> please tell me it's by a Mexican. Uh, I don't know. Because that's exactly what my dad would say to people. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I talked to a, a friend of a, a mutual friend of ours, and he said he also likes piss beer. So I guess we're we're in the same uh, or we're we're in the same hemisphere that way. The Monday Night Wars may be over. Obviously, both shows are still going on, but the WWF is riding an incredible wave of success while WCW is free-falling in self-destruction. Sunday Night Heat did a record 5.09 rating, followed the next night by Raw doing a monstrous 6.46. Man, that would cause, like, heart, heart palpitations if they were getting those ratings nowadays. Like, you know that uh, that gift from, uh, what was that movie, Wanted? Where uh, the guy's like sitting there fanning himself and like sweating profusely. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that'd be everybody backstage at WWE. They're like, my God, I don't hardly anything gets a six point forty six rating nowadays. Unless you're like maybe The Walking Dead. Not even the best sitcoms, I don't think. Yeah, right. I think does Walking Dead still pull in those kind of numbers? I, Not really, because they debut it through uh, two weeks early on AMC Plus. So by the time it uh, airs on yeah. TV, everyone's already seen it. So. Yeah, it's like way to shoot yourself in the foot with that, you know, whatever. Uh, But at one point, Raw was more than doubling Nitro's ratings during certain segments of the show. Add in all the mainstream publicity, Sable and Playboy, TV Guide doing another four-part cover series, but only the WWF this time, uh, and uh, other things as well. We're also just weeks away from WrestleMania, which will undoubtedly be a the biggest money event in WWF history and the biggest non-boxing event in the history of pay-per-view. The WWF is simply on fire right now. That's true. I can't believe everyone wanted to see Rock and Austin. I can't believe that. Almost yeah, like they had two right. megastars or something on there. Well, in, <laughs> in WCW's defense, they did fire their, you know, f- uh, fire up their uh, main event with two megastars for Uncensored, but... <laughs> It was uncensored. Yeah, only about so. 10, 12 years late, but yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, well, and also they've had this match. Whereas this is Rock Austin 1 uh, in WCW, this was Hogan Flair 500. So Yeah, well, 1 through one through 499 don't matter, okay? 500 is what everyone worries about. Yeah, right. Well, and this one, I, I stop me if you heard me this one before, Greg, but this one was for Flair's career. <laughs> yeah. I know. I never heard about that either. This was new to me. Yeah, yeah for the record, WrestleMania 15 kind of sucked. There were there were a few shining lights. It like it wasn't complete crap top to bottom, but I don't know. It was uh, 15 and 16 were not like bright shining lights in the history of WrestleMania. I'll say. No, and then 17 comes along and is one of the greatest ever. So. I know. There you yeah. go. <laughs> Takes a couple of that ones to get to the good ones, you know. And then 18 comes around. It's amazing. 19 yeah. is probably the best ever, easily. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 19 19's in my top. It's in my fave five, dog. 19 will always yeah. be in my fave one. <laughs> yeah, I know you like that one. Were you at that one in Seattle? No. no. Oh, okay. Uh, Kurt, speaking of WrestleMania 19, Kurt Angle will be sent to Memphis to work for Power Pro Wrestling for a bit before they put him on TV. 
So by a bit, do they mean uh, eight uh, eight months? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, where does uh, when exactly does he debut? Is it at Survivor Series this year? Oh, okay. And then epic match against Meat. Oh hell yeah! (laughs) Apparently they were training buddies, so yeah. But uh, you know, Sean Stasiak went on to be. Sean Stasiak and uh, Kurt Angle is one of the greatest wrestlers to ever lace a pair of boots. There you go. Yeah, well, Vish- yeah, right. Luna Vachon was fired this week due to several separate incidents. She has had a lot of heat with Sable, Mark Marrow, Jacqueline, and Agent Jack Lanza. She also complained about not getting a push because she wasn't as pretty as Sable. She even challenged Mark Marrow to a fight backstage at the St. Valentine's Day Massacre pay per view, now in the archives. Basically, she just uh, has been pissing off too many people, and none of the other women were comfortable having her around. She's kind of wild, so they fired her. Funny enough, she was supposedly booked to face Sable at WrestleMania, and was even booked to win the title. But that's obviously off now, and Sable will likely be facing Tori instead. And she did. In one of the most infamously (laughs) terrible WrestleMania (laughs) matches of all time. You know, a couple things. One, yeah, infamously terrible. But nowadays, the women are having some of the best matches. Me, and two, um, when when she talked about lack of push or whatever, what were they really doing with any woman back then? She acted like yeah. the parade was going by while women. There was yeah. nothing going on with any of the women. Sable was the like the star, and then everybody else was just well, yeah. And to give you an idea, um, the title is about to go away until Survivor Series two thousand one. Like, it's like a couple of weeks away. So what was she looking for? <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know, man. This is weird. Uh, this was, you know, we talked last week about how obsessive, uh, or actually, no, it was a couple of weeks ago, about how obsessive Uncle Dave is about people's looks, especially women. And talking about Tori reminds me of, you know, because she was a, a big lady wrestler over in japan for a while and then came over to uh uh the u.s and i guess she had some plastic surgery along the way oh good lord and uncle dave said something about oh she used to be a dead ringer for gina davis and now she looks horrible and i don't what what the hell did she do to herself and whatever like yeah because you know when i look at that woman i think ew (laughs) (laughs) but anyway we got a lot more crapping than that you do don't worry (laughs) Oh, of course. Speaking of Sable, she's been making the media rounds to promote her Playboy issue. She was on Howard Stern this week and will be filming a role for La Femme Nikita next month. She was also interviewed by The Daily News and had this to say in regards to WWF's product. And I'm just going to preface this by saying I agree with a lot of this. So, yeah, she said, as a responsible parent, I choose not to let my child watch it raw. She's talking about my child is very young. She has a bedtime and she's in bed when our show comes on. To me, that's being a responsible parent. Ultimately, it's the parent's decision. If you do not wish your child to watch WWF, change the channel. It's not our place to put on a show that's supposedly for your children. It's your place as a parent to monitor what your child children watch. If they say or if or are they saying it's not okay to see the characters we play beat up each other and it's okay to have your child watch a movie where a famous actor blows away a hundred people with an M sixteen? End quote. Uh I mean okay. So, I, I agree with that. It's like, yeah, the show. Oh, I, I, I love the. I love that the woman who takes your clothes off for money has standards, though. That's great. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, 
well, I'll get to that here in a second. But uh, yeah, it's it's just, I mean, she's not wrong. It's like, so uh, what, what about your non-family friendly product? Um, I don't let my kids watch it because it comes on at nine o'clock at night. What's putting what's uh what what's putting money in your bank account to put food on the table though? Just curious. Yeah, I just this whole I, thing is stupid. Honestly, like you you all said you have standards and you take all the money. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> well, it's like it's an adult product. It it was and yeah, kids watch it. But if you don't want your kids watching, it, that was that was that's always been my argument with things. Like when when they're like, well, this is inappropriate for children. It's like, okay, does it have warning labels on it? Is it on at certain times where you should be able to monitor what the hell your kids are doing? Don't f and let them watch it. Like nobody's holding a gun to their head. Like your kid has to watch Raw. Damn it! I let a little Timmy watch whatever he wants. As <laughs> like if a, if a kid wants to watch it, you know, and 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 you feel the kid's responsible enough to watch it, that's your freaking call, man. Like I don't know. Like I always hate when they blame the WWF. Like oh, it's your it's your fault that the kids are effed up. Like okay. It's like, you know, video games cause kids to kill each other, Greg. You know, we've been told that. Well, before. when I was a kid and I played Mortal Kombat, I always went to school and tried to rip my friend's uh, head out of his shoulders with the spine hanging down like Sub-Zero. So, yeah. <laughs> right. But either way, uh, when asked if she felt that her character is degrading to women, Sable responded, quote, I feel I'm being a strong stand-up woman. Uh, <laughs> people don't have to like what I do or agree with what I do because they don't have to live my life. I would much rather my daughter, when she grow up, do what she wants to do because she wants to do it, not because of what someone else thinks, end quote. Uh, when asked about turning heel recently, but still not getting booed, Sable pointed to her chest and said, why would, uh, why would they boo this? Hmm. <sighs> Point taken, I guess. This whole thing is just like... I'm just like kind so of speechless. Weird. I'm like, well, everything in there was hypocritical. Yeah. I, my thing... I think about it is like, so you're sending the woman who's literally advertising, hey, come look at me in this nudie mag. Is she's the one out there talking about like, look, parents, you need to monitor what your kids are looking at. Either way. Here's a good one, man. Take this. This one took me back. <laughs> Public enemy has a good bit of heat in the oh, WWF Lord. already. With most people feeling like they don't belong and are out of their league. No, no, take that back. No way. They had a match against the Acolytes on Sunday Night Heat. Sure, we'll call it a match. <laughs> where both of the guys were stiffing the hell out of them. Uh, it was reportedly meant to send a message to Public Enemy and was approved by the office. I think to this <laughs> day, I think to this day, Pritchard won't admit. Like, he, he won't say whether or not they approved it. I think he's, Yeah. Like, well, you know, it, uh, it, we, 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 you know, we did something about it. Like, what, gave him a bonus? Pat <laughs> yeah. on the back and a six-pack of beer. Everybody did say, to their credit, they took their ass beaten, came back, shook everybody's hand, and was, like, super, like, chill about it. So, then again, what the hell were they going to do after they just got the crap beat out of them by the acolytes? Like, clearly they, uh, Aren't going to stand up for themselves, but either way, heading down south now to WCW. Well, in that has multiple meanings, by the way. For the last several weeks, Eric Bischoff has been apparently on vacation in France. Uncle Dave Meltzer notes that he perhaps should have been in Rome playing the fiddle. Oh, good God. <laughs> that uh, bit of a low blow, but kind of funny. 
Uh, that left Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan in charge of Nitro this week. Uncle Dave said it was possibly the worst TV show put on by a major promotion in history. Nash and Hogan used How the do you show. Use that so much. Yeah, I know. And the thing is, I didn't. I, you and I have pointed out we don't go back and watch everything leading up to the pay per views, so I, I cannot confirm nor deny. But either way, Nash and Hogan used the show as a way to get themselves over and went to absurd lengths to basically bury everybody else in the company. When asked about it, Bischoff has basically said that he's given full control to Nash and giving him the chance to sink or swim on his own. Most people feel that he's Bischoff... <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> uh, most people feel that Bischoff has pretty much given up and mentally checked out of the company. He may be looking for a way to get off the Titanic before it sinks. All that is true. He was mentally checked out. He confirmed it on his uh, podcast and said he really didn't give a crap at this point. Wasn't he about to be sent home? Uh, I think he already was. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I, uh, I know. I don't remember. What? I thought he was. Yeah, I, I don't remember the timeline of that. I know Vinny Ruru there doesn't show up until uh, October of this year. So still a ways to go. Uh, as if this week's Whoa. episode, as if this episode, week's episode of uh, Nitro wasn't bad enough, they also failed to sell uh, sell out the show in a twelve thousand seat arena. It's been a long time since Nitro failed to sell out an arena that size. A few days later, a Thunder taping only drew four thousand fans to a fifteen thousand seat arena, which was disastrous. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, he's got a really good uh, grasp of the obvious here. <laughs> right. 4,000 seats in a 15,000 seater. Like, my God in heaven. That sounds That's... fake. <laughs> yeah, you talk about it. I'm, I'm going to use the old Jim Cornette line. It's like a piss hole in a snowbank. <laughs> <sighs> but dur- during Thunder, they aired two promo videos hyping next week's Nitro. Both clips featured Sean Waltman, who's been gone from WCW for over a year and is, of course, currently in the WWF. A moment for that, please. <laughs> right. Also, you on don't Thunder, have interns who go through the footage and stuff. Like, yeah, nobody. Like, you had to like approve this thing before it went on air. Nobody was like, "Hey, that guy isn't here anymore. Hasn't been here for a year." Like, if it was well, a I, week or a month, whatever. But I, I know yeah. just from watching like Conan O'Brien stuff. Always makes jokes about it when they show stock footage, and he goes, "Oh, some poor intern had to go dig that up." And I'm just thinking, yeah. is that how it is for like this? Like some intern has to look at it and then they miss it? Or what? What, what happened? Well, I realized that, uh, you know, this is WWE in 2022 as opposed to WCW in 1999. But you ever notice now, like somebody's fired. They're like literally cropped out of footage the next week. Pretty like, much. They've been a little looser on that lately, though. Yeah. Like they've name dropped Daniel Bryan and Moxley by name, Mox, on TV. So, Oh, yeah. wow. They're kind of loosening up on that. I can't remember what it was. Oh, they cropped uh, John Morrison out of some stuff with The Miz I saw when it was like some promo. Oh, this was disastrous run by him anyway, so I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, wow, did he piss somebody off on the way out or what? Yeah, I, I don't know. I forgot that he can wrestle but can't speak a lick. I completely forgot about that. Morrison? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I forgot he did piss people off on the way out. That's right. Remember uh, him and Taya Valkyrie were uh, talking crap on Twitter after they got fired? Mm-hmm. Mostly Taya, but yeah, I forgot about that one. So that would expl- yeah, that would explain him getting uh, cropped out of footage, I guess. 
But yeah, so either way, this one, there's no excuse. This was in-house stuff. You didn't have to send this out in advance. Like, you know, Bischoff always used the excuse for the posters being out of date. Like, well, you know, we had to send that out like, you know, six to eight months in advance to, you know, get it cleared and whatever. This one's in-house on your own show. That doesn't count. Well, at the end of the day, it's just free publicity for WWE, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, right. Look, show up, still alive. Right. Also on Thunder, the crowd was chanting steroids at Scott Steiner. At one point, he legit lost his cool and ran into the crowd after a fan. They they had to edit that out before the broadcast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple of crazy-ass moments with Steiner in this era. Yeah. I uh, remember infamous, a... uh, anyone doesn't know about it, go look it up. The infamous, you know, just put Scott Steiner, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. He's running down Ric Flair on Nitro and saying, everyone's everyone's watching Raw to see Stone Cold, Steve Austin, that girl old ass. And... <laughs> oh, is that the one where he was talking about uh, you know, your big ass nose and your teeth and yeah. keys and whatever? Like, I think so. Hot damn. I remember that one. He went into business for himself. He said Flair I... was fuming backstage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, seriously, though, I like F- Flair had political pull, I'm sure. But like physically, it's not like he was going to attack Scott Steiner. Oh, man, oh, that roid rage will kill you. <laughs> right. Well, plus, Allegedly. Sure he... I don't right. know, man. He said he didn't do it. But... <laughs> well, plus, apparently him and Rick were legit, like, great amateur wrestlers. I'm, I'm sure Rick could handle at, himself. At Michigan but... University, home of the Wolverines. I'll leave it yeah. at that. Yeah, uh, screw blue. That's all <laughs> I got to say. But in a magazine interview with Goldberg, he was asked his thoughts on the WWF. He said that it was shock TV and said that he would retire from wrestling tomorrow rather than ever go to work there. Flash forward well... four years. <laughs> yeah. Four years, dude. This is 99, flash forward 23 years. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, yeah, Jim Cornette talked about that. He was like, if you told me back in like 1998, this guy's going to be still headlining WWF pay-per-views, you know, 20 some years from now, I would have laughed in your face and called the, you know, called the loony bin on you. Physically, uh, yeah. he still looks better than half the damn roster. Dude, you know that, uh, what's that new commercial he's in? I can't remember the I think hell. It's a truck, I think it's a truck commercial. Yeah, but he walks onto the onto the scene like out of like a silhouette, whatever. And my wife doesn't know who the hell he is, and she's just like, "He's huge." I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, "Believe it or not, he used to be bigger." Remember that he didn't have a neck; he was just like a giant muscle from his head to his shoulders. Yeah, like Otis. Yeah, right. But without the Bobby Hill look to him. <laughs> I don't know, Dad. No, I got it, dude. He should do that. Be like, I don't know, Chad. <laughs> Holy crap. That would be great. I would lose it. And now instead of the world's strongest slam that movie does, he just needs to call it the that's my purse. <laughs> All right. Anyway, here's a here's a nice crossover. And we'll talk about this guy later. Actually, another story. But WCW offered Mark Coleman fifty thousand dollars to come in and work a match against Goldberg and put him over. Remember Mark Coleman? I do. Is he? Uh, uh, is he, the, uh, he would go back to UFC uh, a little after this and try to reinvigorate his career. It's crazy. Is he a Hall of Famer? He is. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. I think he was a legit wrestling uh, champion in CWA. Oh, cool. If I remember correctly. Well, I guess uh, Coleman's people advised him against doing this, 
Then Kevin Nash also shot down the idea, saying, what if Vince McMahon offered Coleman $100,000 to double-cross WCW and shoot on Goldberg live on pay-per-view and embarrass him for the company? What if? Yeah. Because that's super realistic, right? (laughs) (laughs) I could have just had Tank Abbott out there with him. That was a hell of a fight. Oh, my God. I don't know if they were a fight either. By the way, I like on the face of that, like because this is obviously Uncle Dave's ramblings. Like on the face, that's such a stupid statement. Like Kevin Nash could not be that dumb to say that. I don't believe he is, because Mark Coleman would have had to, you know, sign a contract and all that. So that that would have been a huge legal thing. If are you saying that Uncle Dave made this up? Oh no! Hashtag plans changed. Reality got in the way. Wow. <laughs> uh, that's a new well, one. Right. Well, we haven't done this in a while, so... Uh, <clears throat> this week in ECW. Oh, if I may have another volley. If I may have another vomit bucket. What the hell? Uh, WCW, or excuse me, ECW paychecks are finally starting to clear now as they got a big influx of cash. I don't know where the big influx of cash came from. It doesn't clarify. There's so many jokes I can make. I'm going to leave them. (laughs) Uh, So morale is better, but no one is betting on the future. Even Tommy Dreamer, thought to be the most loyal guy in the company, went on a radio show this week saying that he only has a handshake agreement with Paul Heyman, not a contract. He said that if a serious offer came Oh, man, off, I can't believe he didn't get away because that's someone he never wants to sign. Wow. Uh, but he said that uh, if a serious offer came along from either WWF or WCW, he would take it. Look, I, I know dreamer, he, just, he was he was a diehard there, never wanted to leave, so I don't believe that. Yeah, well, if, if Uncle Dave was just writing that, whatever, but maybe it was in a moment of anger that he said that on radio but yeah i mean he literally turned the lights out on the place and yep. and here's my point i know you joked about it's like well everybody was chomping at the bit to sign him it's like yeah i get it but at the same time uh you mean to tell me that the sandman and vic grimes got signed to the two big companies but tommy dreamer didn't <laughs> tommy effing dreamer mikey effing whipwreck is on this show right here but tommy <laughs> right. dreamer didn't get an That's offer right. <laughs> So I don't oh, believe man. that he didn't have an offer. I just believe that he was loyal. So I don't believe anybody had anything to do with him. Like, yeah, what the hell would he do in this era? I mean, was even a thing yet? I mean, it was a title, but like it wasn't like hot yet. Yeah, but it's like to my point, Vic Grimes. They saw something. Oh, we can do something with him. And hardcore hack slash Sandman. Like, but but not Dreamer. All right, whatever. Uh, ECW also lost their TV deals in several major cities due to financial issues. I'm going to let that hang. This is 99, Uh, so they don't have TNN yet, right? Uh, no. Is that what? I don't don't know when the first show is on TNN. Let's say September. Uh, Maybe maybe you can look that up on Facebook. I want to say September 99. I'll look it up there. Go ahead. Yeah. But uh, Boston, Chicago, Atlanta, Buffalo, and Pittsburgh TV deals were all lost. They're working on getting Boston back. They voluntarily gave up the Chicago TV deal because they were paying $3,000 per week for TV there. However, they've never actually run a show there, so they decided that it wasn't worth the cost. 
Same goes for Atlanta, although they're looking for a new TV deal there. Pittsburgh dropped them due to bounce checks. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. So, back real quick. Uh, ECW debuted on TNN in August 99. Ended okay. or slash canceled in October 2000. So, it's okay, so a little over a year. Yeah. Yeah. They would about, they'd be, they're still like, what, six months away? Yeah, six months away or five months away from getting that deal. What is this in March? Yeah. Yeah. Five months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little less than five months to get the deal. Five months when it airs. Yeah. Right. Well, ECW TV this week kept taking pathetic shots at WCW. Once might have been okay, but it went on and on throughout the whole show and came off as whiny and desperate. They talked about. Oh, WCW. man, glad those days are over. Wow. Uh, they talked about WCW ripping off ECW's gimmick with the uncensored pay-per-view. They talked about the three-way match between Raven, Hardcore Hack, and Bam Bam Bigelow, saying that they're using ECW wrestlers for an ECW-style match. Okay, I know Bam Bam was in ECW, but I never think of him as an ECW guy. Nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> like... Just like Terry Funk, he was in ECW for a while. Nobody will ever think of him as an ECW guy. Same with Raven. I mean, you know, I knew him as Johnny Paul. That's what he is to me, a WWE guy. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. Uh, but they also, <laughs> they also I had to get that one in. Sorry. <laughs> they also knocked the Hogan Flair barbed wire cage match, saying that the match will suck because both guys are 50 years or 50 year old millionaires who won't take risks. Besides, the barbed wire is fake, and in ECW, they use real barbed wire. Ooh. A little hard to argue with some of that. <laughs> well, then, they showed the famous Terry Funk-Sabu barbed wire match, not bothering to mention that Funk is older than both Flair and Hogan, and, just spent the, <laughs> and they just spent the whole show knocking WCW. Ah, man. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you can say what you want about AEW taking shots and... They do, but at least they didn't dedicate an entire episode of Dynamite to talking about, well, WWE sucks, and they rip off our ideas and take our wrestlers. Yes, but if nobody sees your ideas, do they really happen? (laughs) Right. That's the old, uh, if a tree falls in a forest and nobody's around, does it make a sound kind of thing? Right. (laughs) If your show is on at 2 a.m. on a Saturday... Uh, you know, on a local on, access station. Yeah, I was gonna say buried away on like channel seven hundred and eighty or whatever. <laughs> you gotta get the you gotta get the bunny ears just right on top of the TV to tune it in. Oh, God, yeah. Bunny so, ears, uh, and you gotta put some uh, some tinfoil on the ends of it. Uh, get that extra zing, zing to it. And it's stuff like that. Why I believe Eric Bischoff when he says he never watched that show. Like, how could he? Well, there's no computer back then. How are you gonna watch it? Or not? No, like I should say streaming or anything like that. So, how are you gonna watch I, it? <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, and uh, here's the last thing that's ECW-related I have. Tammy Sitch and Chris Candido still aren't being used by ECW. They have told Heyman that uh, they, are going, or they are in counseling and doing an outpatient drug rehab program. Tammy's mother also went to court uh, this week and got the restraining order against her daughter extended. Tammy was arrested a few weeks before this for violating it. Dude, as, as, as time, we speak, as the time of recording, <laughs> a couple days ago, she got arrested again. Yep. 
Uh, 11 counts, wasn't it? I believe. I'm thinking they were all, uh, yeah, they were all drunk or alcohol related and alcohol slash car related, I believe. Yeah, it was like driving. I think, I think it was stuff like driving with a suspended license, driving while intoxicated, you know, just a bunch of stuff. But my gosh, last time she got arrested, it was for being intoxicated with a weapon. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, we all have fun with the is Teddy Hart in jail thing, but it's like, man, where's the Tammy one? I actually think I called for that like a couple weeks back on one of the podcasts we did. Yep. Yeah, you did. You're ahead of the curve, man. <laughs> uh, going a little international here because I don't want to spend too much time. It's sad. It's pathetic at this point. Uh, more sad than what we just talked about? No, I mean that that what we just talked about is sad. Oh, I think you were bringing up something new. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, this part this is sad, but uh, it doesn't involve death in the story or anything like that. You know, it's just sad. The guy had to retire early, but the career of Lismark, not Lismark Junior. That some of you know from WCW, but the senior Lismark, uh, one of Mexican wrestling's all-time legends, may have come to a sudden end due to a heart problem. He'd been dealing with chest pains recently and finally checked himself into a hospital only to find out the bad news. Doctors then told him that he absolutely could never wrestle again because he would be risking his life. It's horrible. Yeah. Uh, he didn't pass away until 2015, but he was only 65. So that sucks. That means here, if he was 65 in 2015, then he was only in his 40s here when he had to retire. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, freaking sucks. And uh, we just Lismark, talked about there are fifty year olds still going. Yeah, right. <laughs> Isn't um, Wismark Junior. in WCW at this point? Pretty sure. He is. I mean, he, I know he was in WCW, but at this point, I couldn't tell you. Uh, yeah, he. Okay, yeah, I forgot because there was um, when I was. I don't have the story in here, but Uncle Dave was talking about how at the pay per view they talked about how well Chris Jericho's never been in a dog collar match before, and he's like. Uh, he was literally just in a dog collar match like the week before this against Lismark Jr. to prepare for this match. So what are they talking about? And he's like, I don't know, maybe oh, it's a station. <laughs> uh, how dare you call the great Tony Skivone a liar? Uh, spe- As one career ends, though, man, another one begins. Legendary retired sumo wrestler Aki Bono has been denying rumors that he plans to get into the pro wrestling business now that his sumo career is over. About that. Well, we're still six years away from him being at WrestleMania. Yeah. Well, he... I don't know what was first. If this was first or his New Japan run was first. I know in one company... I don't think it was New Japan, but one Japanese company. He was... The gimmick was he was uh, the great Akibono or something like that. And he was supposed to be Great Muda's son. Was this in Pride? No, this was like an actual wrestling promotion. But it was weird. He like hatched her an egg. He was great mood as son. It was really effing like fever dreamy. <laughs> I, I'm not making any of this up, by the way. I have no I wish doubt. I was. <laughs> uh, Vader became the first wrestler in history to win both the New Japan uh, IWGP title and All Japan Triple Crown title. This after defeating Akira Tao to win the title recently vacated by Toshiaka Kawada after an injury. Uncle Dave said this puts Vader up there alongside Lou Thez as one of the only wrestlers to hold more versions of Major League Championships than any other wrestler ever. At one point in 1990, Vader was the CWA, UWA, and IWGP champion all at the same time. 
that probably makes him the only wrestler to ever hold three major world titles on three different continents at one time. That'd be Europe, crazy. North America, and Asia. I know. Vader Vader was a big deal, man. It's only in the WWF was he not that big of a deal. I mean, he was treated like a main eventer there for a little while, but and in their defense, he was older and broken down by that point, so he didn't have that much like he didn't have that much more in the tank. Yeah, right. I don't know. Uh, staying in Japan, there's a quiet power struggle taking place between All Japan Pro Wrestling in All Japan Pro Wrestling, rather, between Mitsuharu Misawa and Matoko Baba who is the widowed wife of Giant Baba. Apparently, Matoko Baba wants to oversee everything Misawa does while he wants to be left alone to run the company as he sees fit. He also wants to modernize things a bit. Giant Baba wasn't exactly the most in-touch guy when it came to the modern-day wrestling business. This behind-the-scenes power struggle goes on for the next year or so. Eventually, Misawa leaves and takes almost the entire AJPW roster and office staff with him to form Pro Wrestling Noah. Then they damn near put All Japan out of business overnight, which would explain why they're just <laughs> now coming out of obscurity, relative yep. obscurity. And the sad thing is, uh, with Pro Wrestling Noah, is they were running hot in Japan for the longest time, and then Misawa died, and that like kind of took a huge crap on the whole thing. And again, they're just now <laughs> coming back out of obscurity after that. So, was that the um, was that the uh? Dark Side of the Ring episode? Uh, no, that was... Uh, what the hell was that? Uh, the, the one that Onita owned. Can't think of it. The Deathmatch place. No, Pro Wrestling Noah was... Uh, they were pure wrestling. That's actually where Kenta got his start in Japan. Or excuse me, you, you get it. You gotta say it like they spell it. Kenta! Oh, yeah. And Walter. Or Gunther. Yeah. That one I never understood. I'm like... I, I know they do that in Japan. I'm like, why did he do that? He's from, like, he got his wrestling start in Germany. As far as I know, Austria, he never wrestled yeah. in Japan. Well, he's Austrian, but he wrestled in Germany. God, Greg. I'll buy him there. Remember, remember WXW? That's, uh, <laughs> didn't uh, a mutual friend of ours refer to that as WWE's German uh, uh, little B-word? <laughs> I think so, yep. <laughs> uh, okay, last couple stories I have are wrestling slash MMA related. Uh, Nobuhiko Takata is still not giving up the dream of being a real MMA fighter and will face UFC fighter Mark Coleman at the next Pride show. I told you his name would pop up later. This ends up being one of the most notoriously fixed fights in MMA history with Coleman clearly taking a dive for Takata. No, he says he didn't. Really? He claims he didn't. <laughs> I don't believe it, but... Yeah, well, they put fixed in parentheses or uh, quotation marks or whatever, so it's like... Ugh. I don't know. Pride was, I mean, I think that's why Pride went down because they were, they had problems with the Yakuza and they were fixing fights and crap. So I don't know. There's a guy on my Facebook that says, if there's big money involved, it's worked. And it's like, oh, for God's sake. Oh, yeah. you know what big money is. Yeah, right. Uh, let's stay with MMA here. Last story. At the latest UFC pay per view, Tito Ortiz got into a confrontation with Ken Shamrock who was cage side for the fight after. Oh Ortiz. yeah, this. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some salty offensive language here. So, uh, bear with me, everybody. I'll bleep it out. But after Ortiz won his fight against Ken Shamrock's protege, a guy Mesker, how do you pronounce it? Mm -hmm. Uh, he flipped off the lion's den corner before pulling out a t-shirt that said gay Metzger is my bitch. 
super yep, I mature remember watching <laughs> I get it because guy is like one letter away from gay and you know we talked about that's offensive right because you know he called him gay <laughs> god this is 1999 everybody you just remember that Upon seeing the shirt, Shamrock jumped up and climbed the cage. He started yelling at Ortiz, saying that if he put that shirt on, he would rip his head off. This before chastising him for poor sportsmanship. Due to the UFC being afraid of any negative publicity these days, the camera pulled away from most of it. However, Ortiz had to be pulled away, and Ken Shamrock nearly climbed into the cage and had to be restrained. For what it's worth, Shamrock was talk, uh, has talked about wanting to fight again, but of course, he's still under WWF contract. He's had discussions with Vince McMahon about allowing him to fight perhaps sometime this year, but there's no word on if it led anywhere. It did. It didn't. Tito creamed him when they fought. (laughs) Next three times, right? Yep. One of my favorite uh, visuals from that whole thing is Big John McCarthy picking up Tito and just turning around and carrying him away. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, about the only dude in that cage who could have done that. (laughs) That's freaking nuts, though. Like, why was he taunting Ken Shamrock anyway when he's not even fighting anymore? I think Ken Shamrock had a lot to say about him and talk crap about him as a champion, so he wasn't a good champion, all that good stuff. Well, Tito always was a showman. I'll give him that. He's the first guy that brought, like, wrestling theatrics into into MMA, really. Yeah, I remember him with his pyro-filled entrances and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. Uh, You you know, the, the coolest thing about Tito Ortiz, though, is he's in Medea Boo. What the hell is that? You know, <laughs> you know the Medea movies, the Tyler Perry Medea movies? Okay, yeah. I didn't know he was in any of those. Yeah, he's in he's in the Halloween themed one. <laughs> well, like, you know, how are you gotta get paid, right? Yeah, right. Everybody makes fun of him and it's like, sure they suck, but you know what? They're I guess they're super cheap to make and he always turns a profit on them. So why would you not keep cranking it's kinda the crap like, out? It's kinda like an Adam Sandler movie, dude. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, look, it sucks, all right? Like, it undoubtedly sucks, but it makes money. But anyway, that does it for the news and notes. Uh, you ready to get into Uncensored? I thought this was the show. Yeah, this is... Oh, <laughs> all right, good night, everybody. So long, folks. Uh, but now we're going to take our next break. When we come back, we're going to get into the pay-per-view at hand. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. This message is brought to you by belly up sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, AKA Shaggy Von Doom, the host of here in Puckburg on the belly up sports podcast network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game, and where that leads you in this this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF, athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you're looking for your next new truck, trust Rush Truck Centers, the nation's largest commercial vehicle dealer network. Rush Truck Centers has trucks in stock throughout the country, including heavy, medium, and light-duty work vehicles. Plus, they offer a wide range of programs that help coordinate, monitor, and expedite vehicle service and repairs throughout their qualified service facilities. Check out their online inventory today at RushTruckCenters.com. That's RushTruckCenters.com. Expect more from Rush Truck Centers. Please speak to your Rush Truck Centers representative for further details. The main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. And we're back. It's WCW Uncensored, 1999. The date, March 14th, 1999. The tagline, no rules, no mercy, no way out. Hmm, wasn't the other company running a show the month before this? Something about no way out? No. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Anyway, that's... Actually, actually no, they weren't. It would, it would have happened in 2000, wouldn't it? Uh, no way out of Texas was in 98. 99, I don't know. 99 was St. Monte's in last year, so... That's right. Okay, so... Mm, yeah. Either way, <laughs> the attendance was 15,930. Uh, for this? They got, for this? That's yeah. impressive. Yeah, I, I'm surprised they actually got that many people in here. It took place at Freedom Hall in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> I wonder if Cornette was in the audience for this one. <laughs> Uh, the pay-per-view buy rate was 0.77, which amounted to 325,000 buys. Did you order this one? I watched it. <laughs> Ye old scrambler box at the neighbor's house? Not mine, but yeah. <laughs> right. I like how you always have to uh, have to preface that. You're like, look, I did watch it on the scrambler. I didn't own the scrambler. I, I did not. I did it. <laughs> right. Uh, but we start the show off with a pretty cool opening video, in my opinion. I dug it. It was almost like um, the precursor. Like if you watch that in the old Elimination Chamber video of them building the chamber with Eric yeah, Bischoff's yeah. voice, whatever. No, whatever. That's what it reminded me of. Uh, mean Gene Okerlund lets us know that all the matches tonight are unsanctioned <laughs> by World Championship Wrestling. So I'm like, why are we keeping track of this then? I know. I'm like, why are titles on the line? That was my question. Like multiple titles are up for grabs on the show. <laughs> But I have to add that I think it was a cool touch. It was a little thing, but I think it was a cool touch to take the ring mats away outside the ring. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's stupid and dangerous. Cowboy but... Bill Watts style, right? <laughs> right, yeah. Look, real men don't need ring mats, all right? But... Yeah, I mean, they crack their heads and die. That's fine. <laughs> right. To pull your little panties up and get out there and wrestle. Anyway. I'm going to leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> First match is a Billy Kidman defending the WCW Cruiserweight title against the debuting Mikey Whipwreck. This went about 15 minutes. 
Mikey is making his debut, and he doesn't get any theme music for some reason. Either that or they cut it out of the Peacock thing. Sound like he was coming out the side. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. No, uh, uh, usually they just have something over. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. But these guys tried really hard, and it wasn't bad, but I just didn't care at all. Kidman wins with a shooting star press. Why the hell did this have 15 minutes? Uncle Dave gave it's it... It's a cruiserweight opening, dude. That's why. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Uh, Uncle Dave gave this, brace yourself, three and a half stars. I gave it two. What say you? I gave it two. It wasn't bad. I didn't suck. I just like... It just felt like something that should have been Nitro. Yeah, the crowd wasn't really into it. I mean, they were at times, but they I, I feel like most of them were wondering who the hell is this guy facing Billy Kidman. In Kentucky, yes. I don't think he said he's big in Kentucky. I could be wrong on that. I don't know. No, I, I don't think they well, were. If this is it's New just... York, Boston, Philly, or something like that, yeah, they probably hold it with crazy form. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It was weird. Uh, it, it was funny. Uh, Bobby Heenan kept calling him, like, Whipneck <laughs> and crap like that. He kept messing up his name on purpose. And it was pissing off Mike Tanay. But He's literally uh, on his way out again. <laughs> uh, who? Whip, whip neck. Oh, wow. Uh, but up next, we get a promo for Stevie F and Ray and Vincent arguing over who runs the NWO black and white. So these a, two... The <laughs> yeah, so these two are who's running the NWO black and white? Well, it was just between them. Uh, Horace and uh, Brian Adams. Oh, good Lord. Well, they say that they're going to face that is off. They lose who? I don't get what you, you don't get. Oh, yeah. So I'm talking about four amazing wrestlers here. Shut up. God. Did you say that with a straight face? <laughs> I really did. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> All I they say- said, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> they say that they're going to face off in a Harlem street fight. And then get into a fairly racially charged argument over who's more street and about beating each other from one project to the next. Yeah, wow. that's just some serious overtones in this one. Yeah, things that wouldn't fly in 2022, part one. <laughs> but up next, we bro, get... we're going to argue over which one is more black, bro. Wait, he ain't even there. Never mind. You're going to argue over who's more black and you're going to use like... Like stereotypical black stuff, bro. It's not even going to be like, like uh, normal uh, stuff. It's going to be like super stereotypical and offensive. And then, bro, the payoff—you're going to be super racist to each other. It's going to draw <laughs> money, bro. No, I'm more ghetto than you. No, I'm more <laughs> ghetto than you. Good lord. Uh, but this one is Vincent versus Stevie Ray in a Harlem street fight. It went six and a half minutes. Six Can we just long. mention, by the way, how it took? We use the exact same theme, so the so the music the end of the song played for like ten minutes straight. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yep, they both come out to the the black and white theme. <sighs> well, Horace ends up running down and sliding a slapjack into the ring between the two men. All the way back, he tells the camera, "I don't care who knocks who out. I'm the leader." <sighs> God. Vincent grabs the slapjack. Stevie kicks him, hits the move, the slapjack, and wins. Uncle Dave gave it a dud. I got a star and a half. Let's say you. I gave it one whole star. Yeah, I know. I'm watching this though. I just like kept laughing. I'm like, oh my god, Vincent's in a pay per view match. 
So is Stevie F and Ray. <laughs> just these two. And he's not tag team. He's not teaming with Booker T either. He's just on his own. Yeah, he, he's like the Matt Hardy, man. He's famous for tagging in Booker. Good Lord. Am I oh, wrong? Oh, well, hey, you know, uh, the guy that Matt's famous for tagging in flat out said he's coming to AEW. You heard that, right? Oh, have fun. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yay. Like, look, I love Jeff Hardy. You and I well, are. I'm a mega fan of his, but. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> like, who cares at, at this point? Matt hasn't done anything ever since uh, that. Uh, football field effery. I can't remember the st- stadium yeah. stampede. Almost, Ever since when he almost dies. <laughs> oh no, that was no, that was the Sammy Guevara match. This was the, wasn't that the that was no, in that, that arena though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was the same arena. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, well maybe since the match where he almost died. <laughs> uh, ever since then, it's just like eh, who cares? Matt hasn't done anything. Yeah, I major. mean, he sold off his empire on Andrade, so. <laughs> yeah it's just like blah and then what Jeff is going to come in and you know almost die maybe he's going to one up <sighs> Matt and put himself in the hospital I don't know I just I could not care less and like I said I love Jeff it's just like meh like, hey we're they're getting the old uh, the old band back together Sting's hanging out there Jeff Hardy's about to pop up all we need is Jeff uh, Jeff Jarrett and you know have a good old TNA time <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny what, what headlines the event we're talking about and people give crap for Goldberg still being there. I'm like, you know, whether you want to realize or not, everybody initially has done this with old guys. So yep. I think it should be a wash argument. Everyone shut the hell up about it because everybody does it. PCO is like 80 years old, still doing stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, Lord. I think it should be a seal wash and we don't talk about it. <laughs> still taking suicide dives through the ropes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and my, and my thing is like, even if I don't like it, which I, I mean, yeah, I like Goldberg. I'm a fan of his, whatever. I, I honestly don't care about him anymore. Or like, I, I, or I honestly don't care to see him wrestle anymore, but he's drawing money. So I'm not going to sit here saying, well, because I don't care to see him. He shouldn't be on the show. I, it, if you're drawing money, whatever, obviously it works. You know, go out there and do what you do, man. Gold, Goldberg has made a very handsome living off of do, not doing a whole lot. So kudos to him i don't know why people hate him so much i'm full of uh, jealousy really <laughs> yeah right <laughs> hey and, and you know what he does more than the kardashians and they make money hand over fist so there you go anyway getting back to this monstrosity uh in the well, WCW... we're something fun here in a minute but okay we are yeah in the wcw.com area mark madden asks chris jericho oh. to make He's going to make uh, Saturn look even more ridiculous than he already does. Jericho said that's impossible. And tonight, he's going to destroy him. Jericho seems completely unfazed at, by the thought of his dog collar match with Saturn coming up. But now, this. It's Kevin Nash with Lex Luger and Miss Elizabeth in his corner versus Ray Mysterio Jr. This one went just shy of six and a half minutes. By the way... I, I had to mentally put myself into this. I'm like, oh man, the the Wolfpack are bad guys here. Right. Like, I I had to I had to mentally get myself into that because I'm like, that doesn't usually uh, that wasn't a thing for a long time. This one was actually pretty good. I thought uh, after Lex Luger trips Ray, Nash hits Ray with the jackknife powerbomb for the win. Uncle Dave only gave it a star and a half. I gave it two and a half. I thought these two worked together fairly well. Let's say you. I gave it two. 
is probably the funnest match tonight. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Nash, I mean, Nash gave Ray some, some stuff. I mean, yeah, he beat him, but he had to have help to beat him. So in the long run, I think this made Ray look pretty good with his new gimmick. Well, Ray beat him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, they were showing that Ray got one over on him on Nitro, and now he's uh, losing the, I guess this is the rubber match that he lost. But yeah, I mean, sure, Ray lost his mask, and I you know, wasn't into maskless Ray at all. But at the same time, I feel like he's in a, a top program with a top guy, and he beat him once, and the other guy had to have help beating him the second time. So there you go. We now go to a promo with Raven saying that he got punishment handed down to him from his parents. And because of this, he's going to punish hardcore hack and bam, bam, Bigelow. Sandman then cuts <sighs> the most coherent promo of his life. And so basically he's mostly sober here. He say, imagine, her, imagine that the boss is not letting him drink on the job. Yeah. And so he that's actually a new concept. Is, yeah. And he actually somewhat makes sense when he talks. How about that? He tells Raven and Bigelow that no, uh, they're nowhere near as hardcore as him. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow then tells everyone that he's going to get hardcore and uncensored. By the way, I said Sandman. It's it's hack, hardcore hack. Whatever. Yeah. It's, just so everybody knows, he was going by the name Hack. I never got. Yeah, I think if, that was. I think that was like a metaphor, by the way, for him. But yeah. Wow. If you ever hear anybody talking about him, like uh, they either call him Sam, it's like some people actually do call him Hack, like in like shoot promos and stuff. So it's like, I don't think that's his name. It's like I, I'm wondering, it's like what the hell started that? Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to go back to my previous statement, but let's move on. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, yeah. So either way, yeah, his name is James Fullington. Yeah, so I have no idea what the hell hack is. So it's a white guy named Jim. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that drinks and smokes all the time and has barbed wire tattoos. Man, can you, just, like, like, can you imagine the awesome El Camino he probably owns? <laughs> wow. He's like, I get this baby purring like a kitten, then I come down the street just blaring foghorn at the top, <laughs> like all the way up to 11. <laughs> Throw off Skinner too, man. <laughs> Right. Sorry, I said I'm, I'm not white enough. I said foghorn, fog hat, whatever the f. Why I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but whatever. <laughs> can't remember what they do. Like one super white song. I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. Uh, getting back to this, uh, it is Jerry Flynn. Was it Lightning Foot or whatever the hell? Lightning Foot, Jerry Flynn. Yes. Yeah. There you go. And I'm pretty sure he was a legit badass too. So. Yeah. I mean, maybe oh, not fo- here, but at some point in his life, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, right. By the way, Foghead did Slow Ride. That's the song I was trying to think of. Anyway, <clears throat> just trying to show off my whiteness. I'm so it. glad you had to revisit that. I'm trying lest to show we, off my whiteness. Lest we lose listeners if you don't make sure he corrects you. I don't know, on man. That. <laughs> well, actually, what happened, you know, Foghead sang Slow Ride. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but his cherry plan. <laughs> Oh, and Jerry... fact-checking that on a wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you for anything. Oh, <laughs> you never All right, know. I'm done, I'm done. But it's, it's Jerry Flynn uh, versus Ernest the Cat Miller and Sonny Ono in uh, seven and a half, or no, I'm sorry, it's seven minutes, eight seconds. 
in a well, handicap match. You even talk about this. I was pissed because they cut that sweet moment he had. Okay. When you do oh, that, yeah. they die to me. Yeah. That's, that, that's what ruined this match. <laughs> well, it took away from it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Right. Uh, he was Jerry Flynn with that mullet. He looked like he was about to down some Mountain Dew and come across his table at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> wow. But real quick, for anyone listening, go look at a picture of Jerry Flynn with the mullet. And I dare you tell me that thing is not freaking sweet, dude, and epic. Oh, well, hell yeah, man. I'm a scissor kick you in the back of the head, Chip. Dude, yeah, <laughs> you had like a Jerry girl going on back there, too. Hella party in the back. Oh, yeah, man, that's sweet. Man, when you get it permed, hell yeah. <laughs> he walks He walks into, <laughs> into the uh, salon, and they're like... Nope. Anyway, now that thing needs some fog hat behind it. <laughs> oh, I, I ain't doing no slow ride taking anything easy with that, man. That's just go hard fast all day. Yeah, well, maybe that's some Iron Maiden style uh, hair right there. But in the it's end, the number Flynn, of the beast. Yes. Good lord. In the end, Flynn threw Cat shoulder first into Sonny Ono on the apron. For some reason, this makes Sonny flop over the top rope into the ring. Flynn covers Ono. Yeah, three. Does that make sense? <laughs> yep. Uh, the count. The ref counts three. Just as the cat's trying to save him, this was lame. Uncle Dave gave it a half a star. I gave it an even star. So you, if I remember correctly, this is my worst match of nineteen ninety nine. So wow, do I got to give you the the star rating? Or? Yeah, this That's match is horrible. It's a crowded field, man. <laughs> It was pretty bad, though. <laughs> I wasn't a huge, huge uh, fan of Ernest Miller, but he could occasionally get away with a two-star match. Uh, uh, well, F- well, he—he'll never be remembered as a wrestler. To me, it was his mouth that got him, like, to be the guy. I was oh, like the well, commissioner a hundred times at ECW and all, <laughs> yeah. all that. But I mean, that's seriously where he shined was was uh, verbally. Yeah, one star, by the way. But Jerry I always Flynn, thought he could talk. But, yeah. Jerry Flynn didn't shine with anything. In wrestling, like, well, not I, anymore. After they took away, you know, his shining light. Yeah, Eric. Do you Bischoff, not listen to me? Wow, Eric Bischoff basically flat out admitted the only reason he kept him around is because he has a hard on for martial artists. <laughs> wow, and they that threw him on pay per view. Yeah, like they, they act like he's something. I think he was around till they closed the damn doors. Well, he's That's close too. But anyway, we now got a promo. Dude, also, from... I got to point out. His theme song, I believe, was an old Boston song they remixed. And, yeah, I gotta go back and listen to it. And I know this. I know this because it's on Grand Theft Auto Five, and I hear it a lot. But that's nice. Jerry Flynn's theme. That's so the wow. Boston song that's on Grand Theft Auto Five. I, yeah, I, I, I recognize the song. I was like, it sounds familiar, but I couldn't quite place it. So. Anyway, uh, up next, we get a promo with Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. They say that Kurt Hennig and Barry Windham are cowards, but they outsmarted the horsemen. Now, uh, it's all about respect. We then go to Kurt Hennig and Barry Windham. Hennig says that the only belts that will touch their skin are the tag title belts. There you go. Uh, This does not lead. They kept playing these pro. Like, I get, like... Uh, which were uh, like playing up beforehand, but they would play these promos for these matches that happen like way later in the show. 
I'm like, is this match coming up? Oh, no, nope. Well, now that makes sense on TV. Yeah. This this one, it's like, what? He still does that to this day. Matter of fact, yeah. um, to, to not to get too far ahead, because I was watching a show for our next pod, <clears throat> they mm-hmm. they make it seem like The Rock and Hogan's going to happen like the second, third match, because Rock cuts a promo, his music hits, and it's not going oh, on yeah. now. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, this is an old thing, so. Uh, right before we dive into this match, just to rewind, it's Peace of Mind by Boston, for any of you out there, is Jerry Flynn's song. That's awesome song. I, had to, I gotta point that out. Yeah, I love Boston. I saw him in concert. Because I'm old and white, apparently. Anyway. Is that the theme <laughs> of this pod? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Speaking of super white, up next, it's Bam Bam Bigelow uh, versus this. Hack versus Raven with Chastity who is apparently his kayfabe sister. Uh, this is a hardcore triangle match. It went for 14 and a half minutes. First so, thing I think about, by the way, seeing this is the infamous crucifixion thing they did, which I completely forgot about. The what? Remember the crucifixion thing in ECW? Oh, yeah. I was like, God. wow, now they're both here. Right. I didn't think about uh, that until after. Didn't? It wasn't Chastity, didn't you say she was fired from WCW when they found out she did some uh, adult films? That's what I heard Eric Bischoff say, yeah. Ah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Good lord. <sighs> well, anyway, Chastity ends up going backstage again and brings out a giant laundry cart full of weapons. Hack gets busted open halfway through this one. Stop me if you heard that one before. Uh <laughs> We get a good look at the we get a good look at the fact that WCW's tough ass tables were pure wood instead of particle board. That's why uh, when Bam Bam power bombs hack onto it off the bottom rope, it doesn't break. He then dives onto hack and the table finally breaks. That's not the end of this one though. Chastity tries to no, there's more. <laughs> right, Chastity tries to protect Raven from a Singapore cane shot, but Raven shoves her aside and takes it in the head. Later, Raven handcuffs Hack, but the handcuffs break. Uh, Raven still so repeatedly blasts by the chair. way, but not a table. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, we got to skimp on something. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bam Bam then hits Raven with a greetings from Asbury Park. Uh, when he sets Raven onto a table and goes up top, Chastity blasts him with a fire extinguisher. He falls back through the table. Chastity randomly then hoses Raven with the extinguisher and headbutts him in the crotch. Hack then pins Raven for the win. This was entertaining enough with a random-ass twist. Uncle Dave gave it three stars. I gave it two and a half. Let's say you. I barely gave it two. It was kind of entertaining. Yeah. For what it was, it was fun, but just like, what? Some of the stuff was like, what the hell? But... After the match, all these guys or, or two will be back in ECW very soon. Yeah, right. Just in time for and Bigelow shutdown. is on the last episode of Nitro, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and doesn't make the jump to WWF. Apparently, they had, I don't know if they didn't have interest in him. I don't know. But either way, after the match, Chastity leaves with Hack. Do you know if that went anywhere? I know, I, I don't remember the order of things, but I remember, you know, Raven talking about his troubled upbringing and whatever, when they finally have footage of the fact that, like, he was actually raised in, a like, a mansion, and he grew up, like, really yep. rich, and he just resented his parents for whatever, because he was emo. 
I don't remember where Chastity fit in on that either. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, up next is Kurt Hennig and Barry Windham defending the WCW World Tag Team titles against Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko in a Lumberjack match. This one went about 16 minutes. All the Lumberjacks have... This one right here, by the way, is the match of the night. That's pretty damn good. Uh, All the Lumberjacks have leather straps to whip the competitors with. After the match was already started, Arn Anderson comes to the ring and the crowd blows... Still over, damn it. He tells Chris Adams he'll take his spot, and Adams smiles and leaves. The tag champions try to leave and get beat up and thrown back in the ring. Hennig keeps jumping out of the ring only to get further beat. I'm like, why do you keep diving out when you know it's going to happen, dude? Honestly, he like it. Yeah, it's like some people get I'm down bad. Like <laughs> It's like, I'm a bad boy and I deserve this punishment. Oh my God. Well. In the end, Hennig ends up getting a strap and punches Malenko with it. He then punches Anderson, leading Anderson to get in the ring and clock him from behind with a tire iron. That escalated. Uh, Benoit finally hits a swan dive headbutt on Hennig and gets the pinfall win. Uncle Dave gave it two and three quarters of a star. I gave it an even three. A hell shaved off a quarter of a star. What say you? Uh, I'm going to say that a quarter of the star was because Hennig kept jumping outside on purpose. <laughs> It may be. Mm-hmm. I thought, like I said, best match tonight though, three stars. Yeah, it, this is this is really good. Uh, I, I mean, all all four of these guys are really good, but I don't know. I didn't really go in expecting much, and it exceeded my expectations. So, good for them. Up next, though, we have Chris Jericho with oh, Ralphus. Oh man, <laughs> it's Jericho with Ralphus versus Perry Saturn in a dog collar match. Went just shy of twelve minutes. Saturn went full-on freak at this point. He's in a black leather skirt, corset, and dog collar. He's also got black lipstick on and is wearing neon green contacts. Just just picture that. Put it in your mind for a little bit. Think about it. Let it marinate. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, Jericho then tells Ralph, he's, he's like, you want a dog collar match? You got it. And then he hands the dog collar to Ralphus, and he's like, put it on. And Ralph says, no, Jericho slaps him and tells him to leave. Oh, man. He literally Jericho, leaves. Ends up, uh, Jericho ends up taking the collar off of Saturn at one point and wrapping the chain around his own body. He ends up missing a top rope splash and nobody home. Saturn hits the DVD for the second time and wins. This one seemed pretty dangerous. I didn't think it was bad, especially working around the chain. Uncle Dave only gave it a half a star. I gave it three. I actually really liked it. Say so you. You gave this three stars. Maybe two and a half. Uh, I gave it one. This was brutal. Yeah. I kind of dug it. I don't know. Apparently I'm alone in that. <laughs> Uncle Dave hated it. You hated it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I like Saturn. I like Jericho. I thought the dog collar was kind of cool but i don't know back in the wcw.com spot mark madden and some other dude are interviewing mikey whipwreck mikey says he's happy to be in wcw yeah because he's getting his checks cashed for once uh, and he admits to watching a lot of tape on billy kidman before their match you can't you can't really hear much of what they're saying the audio kind of sucks but not that i was you know oh man what the hell are 
Mikey Whipwreck and Mark Madden talking about. Right. <laughs> anyway. I'll pass. Yeah. Like, uh, I, hey, Mark, is that your head or did your neck throw up? Wow. Anyway. <laughs> what? Nothing. Drag that. Drag that one out. Up next is Scott Steiner defending the WCW World Television title against a Booker T. Steiner's got Buff Bagwell in his corner. This one went 13 and a half minutes. This one hit my pet peeve of the champion entering first. No, I just yeah. you're saying they have the right to do that. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, but the first five minutes of this match was just Steiner talking trash to Booker T and various fans. At one point, Buff Bagwell pulls Booker T off of a cover and beats him up outside. How's that not a disqualification? I don't remember hearing that this was no DQ. Because it's uncensored and nothing matters. Yeah, that's it. Now, you figure they would at least announce what the hell the stipulation of the match is before the match. But I guess that's too much damn work for WCW. You should just know. Well, and, you know, keep in mind that criticism for the main event here. But either way. Steiner then uses a chair on Booker. In the end, Steiner holds Booker T. Bagwell swings the chair. Booker ducks. And no, Steiner eats it. I was so shocked. I know. That never happens. Booker then pins Scott Steiner for low win. Uncle Dave gave it dose stars. I gave it two and a half. What say you? Two. It was all right. It was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't amazing, but they faced off quite a bit, but... And and that also begs the question, who thought these two had such great chemistry? They just kept throwing them in the ring together. Steiner's and Harley Miko way back. Yeah, but I, I get from that point, but I never saw a match between these two. It was like, man, that was good. I don't know. Especially this guy, Steiner. <laughs> yeah. Anybody goes back, uh, what, was the, what was the one we just reviewed this past year? They had the caged heat with a freaking um go back in the archives uh they had like a straight jacket freaking match that was something <laughs> uh, like i said they kept shoving these two in the ring together and i was just like why it was uh mayhem 2000 yeah if anybody wants to go back and read right. that when uh, you yeah. shot a book at sternum right yeah i think so that was something and freaking scott steiner just like hulks out and rips the damn thing off i'm like what the hell is the point of this anyway we're gonna take our second to last break when we come back it's main event time right after this follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on twitter at main event underscore marks and on instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go movie. way back, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The... Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast, that's B-R-O-K. 
chaos there. Nearly hey, stuffed up the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on youtube find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks and we're back and we're back ladies and gentlemen the moment you've all been waiting for this <laughs> before the uh, match what you say you all who are you talking about uh, you, you, you know the the people Anyway, crazy people <laughs> waiting yeah. for this. Before the match, Ric Flair grabs the mic to clarify how things are going to go tonight. He tells referee Charles Robinson to quote use his discretion, but don't end the match if there's wink, a wink. little. Yeah, but he says don't end the match if there's a little scratch or a nosebleed. And Tony Schiavone keeps playing up that Charles Robinson's hero growing up was Ric Flair. Keep that in mind. <clears throat> they were beating that home. <sighs> but this match. It is Hollywood Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yep. It is Hollywood Hulk Hogan defending the WCW World's Heavyweight title against Ric Flair in a barbed wire steel cage first blood match. And if Flair wins, he becomes the president of WCW for life. But if he loses, he retires. <sighs> okay. Right. Hey, God dang. Any more stipulations you want to add to this crap? And it went under. Oh, I think every stipulation minutes. ever is in there. Yeah, uh, it's so weird to see Hulk Hogan coming out of this, uh, coming out to the Wolfpack theme. I'm assuming this was dubbed, right? Is he coming out to Voodoo Child at this point? No, oh, yeah, to the Wolfpack theme. Oh, okay. So effing weird. Like, I don't know. Just seeing him come oh, out the, to that. Was the just... finger poke of doom, and then they all combine. They all start using the theme. Yeah, it just, uh, I don't know. It just like it's. It looked weird to me. Like it just didn't fit. Uh, and now, here, by the way. The figure does look awesome. I, I like the uh, the red spray paint of NWO on the title. That was different. I got one I, of those and, already with Nash. Ah, uh, and I said uh, I'll admit I love this look for Hogan. And at the time, he stopped wearing the black gloves and he's wearing white gloves now. That was pretty cool. And everything was like half and half colored. And he started wearing the uh, the tie dye tights instead of the the ones with the designs down the side. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, Hogan is actually playing more of the baby face in this one. Flair starts bleeding, but still the match goes on. 
Hogan ends up pulling the barbed wire down at one point and raking Flair's head with it, making him don the crimson mask. Yet the match continues. Hogan eventually uh, hits the big boot into a leg drop and pins Flair. But Charles Robinson says it's first blood, so no pinfalls. Hogan then goes off on him, shouting, look at his head. Flair finally pulls out some brass knuckles, punches Hogan, and then throws him face first into the cage. Hogan's pouring blood now. David Flair now walks out in a Wolfpack t-shirt with Tori Wilson on his arm. All uh, Rick, the way live. Uh, you ain't kidding. Rick shouts at David and spits at him through the cage. Later, Arn Anderson rushes the ring and takes out David Flair. Tori jumps on Arn's back and he flings her off. That looked kind of brutal, actually. Uh, before throwing a tire iron to Ric Flair. Flair blasts Hogan with the tire iron, locks in the figure four, and now Robinson counts the pin and gives Flair the win. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> he won the pin in the first blood match, despite gushing buckets of blood. <laughs> after, Hogan, after he just told Hogan earlier, oh, you can't win by pinfall. Uncle Dave gave this, amazingly enough, two and three-quarter stars. So he almost gave this damn thing three stars. Well, if the stipulation would have been used better, maybe... Like, what? I give that, it a star and a half. This that your barometer? I guess. I don't know. I don't know what his excuse was for this. Like, what? I gave it a star and a half. It sucked. What's a hue? I gave it one. I can't believe this happened. It's, None of this made sense, and I'm sure this is leading. Doesn't this lead to the little Nate stuff? Mm-hmm. Flair being president. Yeah. Hogan turning face, hurting his knee, losing the title, and then, and then being gone yeah. for quite a few months, and coming back with the red and yellow, getting all that later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the double turn is fine. I had no problem with that, but just if you're gonna have a stip, excuse me, if you're gonna have Five stipulations stick to them. Or is my idea stick to one of them? (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's just like, good Lord. This was, as Conrad likes, isn't it Conrad says this is horseshit booked on acid? Yep. (laughs) It's my favorite one, but I don't like to use it unless it deserves it. Yeah, well, this (laughs) is it. This this more than qualifies. Mother of God. (laughs) After the match, Arn leaves with Rick. David Flair gets into the ring and helps Hogan to his feet. Why, why the hell would the Wolfpack want to recruit David Flair? Uh, just to get at Rick, I guess. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of, because, like, yikes. I mean, it's, you know, we just talked earlier about, you know, how awesome they're doing with Stevie Ray and uh, Vincent, but still... <sighs> Either way, uh, that's the end of this one. We're going to take our final break. When we come back, it's it's final ratings time, and we're going to tell you what's to come next week on the podcast right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks pod on Twitter at Main Event underscore Marks and on Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and at Main Event Collector. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, 
also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also, check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we are back. And we're back. Final and we're sorry. Time. Final ratings time. Yeah, thank you if you're still listening. Uh, <laughs> hey, like I said before, we watch it so you don't have to. Okay, you can just get the review from us and be like, well, thank God yeah, I didn't just, have time watching it. Just listen to us. That's all that matters. Exactly. Uh, Internet Movie Database gave this 5.9 out of 10. CageMatch.net gave it 4.77 out of 10. I gave it 7 out of 10 for like a C minus. Say you. Solid D plus. Yeah. I mean, the opener was okay. Ash and Mysterio was good. Uh, the three way was fine. Tag match was good. I personally liked the dog collar match. Yeah, everything else was bleh. And that main event was just like, oh, I mean, everything else was. Bleh. Yeah, I just that main event, man, just wow. That's not a good <sighs> they, wow, folks. No, they just had to crap on everything, didn't they? That's what they do. You just, you just ruin you ruin everything. Damn it. You ruin Christmas. <laughs> that does it for uncensored 1999 uncensored. But that's accurate. Yeah. We got something much better, much, much better coming up for you for the rest of the month here on the podcast. It's just is like you're going from like a uh, what's so really gross, like a, just a big plate of like Brussels sprouts to a huge filet mignon. Literally. Yeah, let, yeah, let's say this is this is like <laughs> going from, you know, you're eating at Waffle House to Morton Steakhouse. Waffle House That's, isn't that bad. I like Waffle House. but So we need to go on. worse. Yeah, but I'm talking like the quality of the food. I mean, it's 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 like disgusting, but it's good. You know what I mean? That's how I, that's how I describe you. Yeah. Wow, uh, <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> anyway, uh, coming up next week, March 16th, it is the 20 year anniversary. Plus, I just wanted to cover this one because I like it. We are covering WWE WrestleMania X8. Looking forward to that one very much. Love the show. I'm. I haven't watched it back yet, but I'm excited to. I forgot how amazing it was in watching it back. Yeah, it, I, I know I've seen it before, but it's been years since I watched it, so it'll be a nice, you know, rewatch for me here. Austin is gone shortly after this, isn't he? The whole Brock Lesnar thing. Uh, two months after. Three months. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, next, the, the WrestleMania after this one looks way different landscape-wise. I mean, you still got some of the usual suspects in the main event, but still, that about does it for this. 
Thank you for joining me today, Greg. Yeah, thanks for doing this to me. Right. And again, if you're listening on the tube of you, then you're already here. Click that subscribe button down below and tick the little bell to be notified whenever we post new content. New content. And if you're not on, if you're not on YouTube, head to our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. There you'll see our social media, our YouTube, everywhere you can listen to podcasts, our Rumble, all of Greg's personal links where he posts uh, his own content and all of that. So... We will see you all next week with WrestleMania X8. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.